Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to today's episodes on Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your host, Jeff Miller. And I am Tatsu Fushimi up in here. What are we talking about today, Jeff? We are talking about habits. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah a dirty, a, a, a dirty word to some, but pretty nice for me. <laughs> ha habits is like a, a blankie, a soft blankie. Yeah, especially being you know having a professional sports background, I imagine how important habits had to have been and still are uh, in your life. Um, what's your relationship with habits? Yeah, like, like I said, I mean, for me, it's it's comfortability. It's uh, it's my comfort zone. It's you know, structures, um, habits, routine. That's kind of where I thrive. Um, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I'm successful with necessarily all the, the results from those habits. But uh, I love them. Uh, I am a creature of habit, and. Uh, and I do love, you know, fully being entrenched in habits and creating results from that place. Yeah. Where did, where did you learn your style of habits or creating habits? Man, I don't, that's a good question. I, I don't actually know for sure. I know that, um, growing up, my dad always woke up early. Uh, he always walked the dog. He always went to the grocery store at the same time. Like he did a lot of things out of habit. Um, he always played tennis at, you know, this day, this time. Like I remember being very ritualistic, right? Boom, boom, boom. Uh, certain meetings this time, right? So uh, I probably saw that growing up. Um, and I think again, just kind of the, the sports I chose to focus on were very routine and regimented, right? Basketball practice was at this time. These were the games. This is how it worked. Tennis was the same thing. Here's where your tournaments were. Here's your practice schedule. Um, and then, you know, like a lot of it with tennis, like I learned pretty early, like at like 16, like you kind of had to like own that. You had to create your practice schedule, like your coach wasn't doing it. So from a difference between the team sports or you just show up, uh, the individual sport was much more like you have to create it. So I think that's where I learned, hey, I actually have to like create my habits and my structures. And I was very incentivized with playing, like playing outside, playing with friends, playing sports. So, all right, I knew like, I needed to get my homework done the first like 30, 45 minutes when I got home. So I had enough time. So it was all, it always felt very structured. Um, so I didn't really think like it was like challenging or, or hard to do per se. Yeah. Mm. How about, how about yourself? What's your relationship with habits? It's a, it's a love hate relationship. And, uh, I, I think in the past it was even more so a love and hate, love, hate relationship. Now it's, it's more of an intentional love, hate relationship. So it's, it's going in the right direction for me. It's more empowerment for sure. Uh, but in the past, I'd say growing up because of the structure of school and then sports, I kind of just automatically fell into patterns of habits. 
and I wasn't really, I wasn't too like intentional about it. Like I knew, you know, practice was at a certain time. So I'd go and I enjoy practice and stuff, but the, the bigger picture I didn't see. And I remember one of, one of my bad habits, um, which is still, which still trickles into my life today is procrastination. Uh, like just cramming for exams all the way through college, you know? And then like reports for, for my corporate job, jobs, um, you know, just, just like dreading it, like not wanting to do it, not being lit up about it. So I just procrastinate and then I just end up pulling like late nighters or something, you know, crunching, crunching those numbers and stuff. Um, but it was like, it was creating freedom in my life that really helped me empower uh, habits that really served me because until then it was just like, do what, do what I was told. And all I had to do was do what I was told. And the structure of was, was basically set for me. And I didn't really have to think about it. But now as a business owner, like I have to create the structure for myself. Right. So there's more freedom, which I really, really wanted in my life. Um, but I didn't have to really think about habits in the past in this way. So now it's like, okay, what habits really, really support me in moving forward towards whatever goals I have. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic for me because on one side, I know the value of consistency and repetition. Um, and I also know that falling into repetition and becoming like a, you can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks type of thing that depending on my belief system, it could, I could hit a ceiling, right? So like walking that fine line between structure and flexibility is where I'm kind of playing right now. And that's why I say it's more of an empowered love, hate relationship to habits. Yeah. I think you really hit something important, Matt. I've, seen a lot of people struggle with, and, and even at times with certain things myself as well, this idea of procrastination. Hmm. So I'm curious back then, and even now when you procrastinate certain things, like what does that procrastination give you? It gives me, well, what it does for me is it, it leads me to question on a bigger scale. Like, am I, am I really like committed to this? Well, first, first of all, right. And then the answer is typically yes now. Right. So, okay, I'm committed to this. Then what's holding me back? You know, what's, what's this procrastination about? You know, am I afraid of something or like, what, what is the, what is the payoff for procrastinating? Cause at the end of the day, it just stresses me out. And when I, when I get it done, it's like, oh, I feel so much better. Now I could like use that stuck energy on something else, you know? Um, so it doesn't really give me anything positive except for uh, a place to start looking deeper inside and what is it, what's going on that I'm not aware of that's making me like stop or holding me back because I am committed to this, this path, right? Yeah, and I think 
that's big, right? So like a lot of people think of procrastination as a negative, right? And you just mm. said, well, there's a positive. It gets me to think about, hey, question, am I still committed? And then two, if you are, like, what's the thing holding me back? So it's more of like a warning sign of like, pause, sounds like, think about this. Hey, is this something I'm fully committed to? And then from that place, like, what's in the way? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You also mentioned this thing of habits, like when you had school and practice and when you were working, like that wasn't as fun, right? Like there wasn't as much freedom. Mm -hmm. um, where do you think like obligation plays a role with these habits that have been bestowed upon us versus created? For one, I had to have some sort of um, enjoyment in the obligations. So my parents weren't going to, they, you know, they put me into piano like early, early on, but I quit, I quit pretty, pretty fast and I just gravitate towards sports. So, um, I think part of it, like school, I didn't have a, I didn't feel like I had a choice. I never felt like very empowered with school. Like I'd love to learn, but I hated to study. And, and the difference there for me is I wasn't interested in some of the subject matter or a lot of the subject matter. Right. And I just felt like, oh, it's something I do. So it was like a belief that I just accepted because I just thought that's just the way it is. And all these other kids are doing it. And that's the system. This is how, this is my, my path to success. So I have to do this. Right. Um, so growing up, that's kind of, it's, it was like kind of just bestowed upon me. That's just the way it is. And I just, I just took it. I just absorbed it and just accepted it to create is completely different for me completely different it comes from it comes from freedom you know it comes from uh, a purpose fulfillment love joy excitement um and there's there, there's those days that yeah i don't want to i don't feel like reading you know there might be some days where i don't feel like reading but i love to learn about especially subject matter that i that i that i'm passionate about so I do it, you know, that I'll do it. And even if I have to stay up late and lose some, some time off of sleep, I'll do it because otherwise there's a different thing called like, I, I FOMO, FOMO is real. And, but I'm learning, you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a disempowered place. Like I want to learn and I, I want to absorb as much as I can, even if it's one little nugget, um, but what about, what about you? And when it comes to creating habits, um, how has that shifted from your younger days to, to now? Yeah, I mean, same with school. Like it was a means to an end. My parents were pretty smart and they, the carrot was sports. So if I didn't make certain my grades, there was no sports. So mm. there was no, there was no like, do I feel like it? I never felt like it. I just did it. Um, now I don't know if that's like sustainable for everything, but that was a means to an end. I think when I got older, yeah, my definition of learning became different, obviously similar to yours, more interested in what I wanted to learn and it made a big difference. Um, but I think back then, and it was attached to what for, I wanted to be a pro tennis player. 
Mm. So did I want to practice four or five hours a day? No, not most days. <laughs> did I want to like wake up at four in the morning when I senior year and lift weights? Absolutely not. Um, but it was attached to a what for that was strong. I didn't even know what a what for was. That was not in my vocabulary. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, today it's the same thing. What I'm struggling the most with my habits it's that I've forgotten or haven't been present to my what for. Mm. And when I say my what for multiple times a day and I'm present to it and I see it, um, it helps me create the habit. Um, you know, you, you're an author, you've written, you know, multiple children's books. I wrote, I chose to wrote, write a book about winning habits because to me, like we are our habits. And our habits are a um, example of our choices and our decisions. Mm. And our habits create the results and the results create our life. Mm. And if any one of those is off, we, there's a gap. Mm -hmm. And I think too many people have not noticed the gap and are wondering why their life sucks. Mm -hmm. And they might blame society, their job, the weather, any kind of political party you can choose, but none of that actually matters. Like it comes down to our habits and those things can be learned. Those things can be changed. Mm. And like almost four months ago, I changed up what I ate, right? I gave up gluten and processed sugar. And if you know anything about me, the two things in my diet prior were gluten and processed sugar. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's many reasons why I did it, but I think more from a curiosity standpoint, like how is my body going to function? How am I going to feel? What are they going to be results? And man, it sucked. Like it was really challenging. Mm. Um, but after maybe a month, two months, like I started to lose those cravings because I had to remind myself like, oh, this is not just to lose weight or look good for the summer. I think those days of looking good for the summer for me are over anyway, but it was like, hey, no, this has to be a lifestyle switch and not a quick fix for something I see as wrong. Mm. And I think that's the piece that's missing for people. There's habits, mostly from obligation, and they're detached from like our end goal or our lifestyle goal or the life we want to live. Mm. When we can connect those dots daily, then we can actually create the habits. And then the second thing I think like why people have this a strange, you know, strange relationship with habits is there's no one helping them. Mm -hmm. Like people are just guessing and they're not adjusting and there's no one supporting them who maybe knows a little bit more or has been through it. So there's no mentorship or coaching alongside that journey mm -hmm. and people quit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, for me, like it's that what for that's, that's, super crucial. And then it's the, you know, micro adjustments you're making along the way. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, the honesty, you know, like, Hey, is this working? Is this taking me closer to my goal? What am I noticing? Asking for feedback from other people, right? Like I'm sure in the first few weeks of giving up gluten and processed sugar, it's probably not that fun to be around. Mm. Um, so, you know, just getting that temperature check and making those adjustments. Um, but you know, I think people want the results, 
but they don't actually want to put the work necessary to create the results. Mm, mm, mm. And the work are the habits. Nice. Those are, those are some, some truth bombs right there. And when you were talking about people don't have like the, the support around them to empower those habits as well, right? They don't, they may not even know where to go. They may not have, or think of resources or even think of like reaching out to other people or trying to create that community. Um, so if, if, if getting in shape and staying in shape is a lifestyle change that someone wants, it's like, it's not like you're going to do it by yourself, right? You, you, you're going to need support structures to keep you on track or help you on track when, when you do fall and we're all going to fall. Right. So like you having such a great support network around you, you know, a wife that understands kids, they'll just do what you, you tell them to do for the most part with regard to eating at least. And you got a bunch of friends that are down with it too. Right. Um, that's huge. Right. So what about like for, for people who are, who want to change. So in their mind, they want to change and they feel something in their heart that, okay, I need to, I need to change this habit or I want to stop this habit or I want to create a new habit. What's like, a what's something that they could start with? Well, I think the biggest thing is like the distinction between, is it a desire? Is it a wish or is it a dream? Hmm. Like, I wish I had hair. For those who don't know, I'm bald and will be bald. <laughs> um, right. That could be a wish. And look, there's ways that could happen. Right. But if it's a dream of mine, then I would like go through all the hair replacement things and like really move forward with that. Right. <laughs> I could care less about hair, but I think the distinction between a wish, Hey, I want this thing like in theory versus a dream, which is like, no, I will kick down doors and do everything I need to do to create that. So first you have to like really do some self-reflection um, mm. and, and really say, do I want this thing? Mm. Then like the cool thing about like the world we live in today is there's so many communities in person, virtually to get support, camaraderie, partnership, accountability. Like you don't have to pay for it necessarily. Like there's a lot of free things. Um, but you know, I would really get clear on like, you know, what you want and where you're at and be brutally honest. You know, like if someone wants to lose weight or get in better shape, however they define it, like, where are you now? You know, like, let's say you're a four out of 10 of your desired fitness level and you want to be at a 10 or a nine. Cool. Well then like, you know, the gap and then, Hey, what is possible for me now to help close the gap? Maybe it's not possible to meet with a trainer. Maybe it's getting like, I don't know, like online videos. And maybe there's probably a lot of free things on YouTube, or maybe there's something that you want to pay just like a one-time fee to have access to some things, right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe enrolling your family and friends, or maybe a, a, a person, a buddy or a partner that can help support that, right? It's making sure that, hey, is this something I'm committed to? Kind of like what you said about procrastination. Mm -hmm. Is this something I'm committed to? Where am I at? And then what are some simplistic things that are going to help support? And the, the hint is make those simple things for support, not you. 
willpower won't get it done. Otherwise, you have already had it done. Mm -hmm. So safeguard yourself and have lots of external support across the board. Mm. Mm. Love that. What's um, what's one of your one of your go to habits that you like? Solid, you know, that you always lean on, and it's like this is just this is done. Like it's not, I'm not falling off this. You know, basically for the most part, we're all human and we're we're not perfect, but it's like this is a habit that I've created. I, I love it, and I'm good to go. Whether whether like people around me are gonna support me or not, like this is it. Like what's one of those? that you have, I'm sure you have a few at least. I mean, the, the easiest ones like reading and listening, right? Like I start my day reading, I start my day listening to something positive, at least 30 minutes of something positive. Mm -hmm. um, that's gonna help my mindset that day. Mm -hmm. um, it's the first thing I do. I literally like get up and I grab my pods like on the way to the bathroom mm -hmm. and I press play. And no matter what, that helps me, right? I've, brushing my teeth, I'm doing some things, right? Like usually before I did that years and years ago, I'd wake up thinking I was late. Doesn't matter what time I was at. So I would automatically like be chasing my tail. Mm. And that kind of like sets the intention and pours in some positivity. Um, and then I read every day. Again, something positive, something growth oriented. Um, and then, you know, working out probably at least five times a week is non-negotiable. And again, for that, it's moving my body, right? Like to me, and, and you know, you work out with me, we did a workout today and it was brutal, but by 8.30 AM, that day is already won. Thing after that, I've already read, I've already listened and I've already worked out. This is in addition to all the like, husband and fatherly duties that I do, like getting the kids ready. So it's not like I'm like blocking the world off. I'm doing these things in conjunction with what works for my life. And I think a lot of people think that they have to not do something in order to do another thing. Not necessarily, you know? Yeah, maybe you might have to get up 20 minutes earlier to get that done prior. Um, or you might have to plan ahead. Um, there's things I do where I get the kids ready in the morning. I do a lot of that the night before mm -hmm. so that I have time to like do my habits and the things that help me and connect with my kids and not running around. Um, yeah. What, what about you? I mean, same question for you. You're, you've got some great habits as well. What's one thing that is non-negotiable going to happen no matter what? I would say the same reading, reading and listening to something. I'm very much fueled by just learning and it's stuff that I, that I enjoy, obviously. Yes. So it's personal development related, spiritual growth related, uh, you know, mind body, like all of, all of that stuff. Um, I just, I'll, sometimes I'll just like go to YouTube and, um, if it's like a, a, a speaker that I like, I'll just, you know, press, press play, or maybe it's a title of a, of a talk. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that or, or some other su successful entrepreneurs. I'll just listen to that as well in addition, but I'm always going to listen to, to multiple things every day and I'll read at least one or two books, um, partial, partial readings, uh, every day of different types of books. 
Um, and that's just, I, I, I can't get enough of it. And so it's become a, it's, it's become a habit because I'm so passionate about it. I just can't get enough of just personal growth. I I'm, I'm obsessed, you know, which I wasn't growing up. I, you know, it was reading was like a, an obligation mm. that I wasn't passionate about. So I never really read full books all through college, only the ones that I had to read for class, you know? Um, but now it's just, it's just on fire, you know, with regard to reading and listening, non-negotiable. Nice. Yeah. And again, I think there's that word obligation again, right? And I think that that might resonate with a lot of our listeners. And if we're really being honest, it's BS. Mm -hmm. We can look at anything and be grateful for it and generate and say, you know, we love this thing, or we can look at it as an obligation. Mm. Wealth could be something awesome or it can be an obligation. Uh, hot weather could be awesome or it could be an obligation. <laughs> Kids, family, um, responsibilities, work, our jobs, all these things can be an obligation if we choose to look at it through that lens. Mm. Um, so I think that's something that, you know, it's come up a few times here and it might come up with some of the folks listening that these ideas and these things we want and these habits we get created become obligations mm. and people quit. Mm -hmm. I've seen it time and time again, these things that people said they wanted Mm -hmm. And then they quit because it either stopped being fun or other circumstances got in their way. And this thing that they wanted to build or wanted to take on or grow became an obligation. Mm -hmm. What do you think, you know, again, put yourself in that headspace. What do you think people can do if they feel those things come up? I think what, uh, touching, touching on what you said earlier about getting real, getting real with yourself and what, what do you really want? What are you really committed to? If you're committed to it, then it's really not an obligation, but if you're relating to it as an obligation, then related to it as a commitment and to empower that commitment. Yeah, I think getting that getting real is is super important, super important. Being honest, and if it's still an obligation, but then like you're, I guess in a in in sort of a cynical way. Let's say let's say you you're you're you have an obligation to your kids, but you really don't love parenting. And it's really not your thing and you don't, you're, you're committed to it, but halfway. Yeah. Right. But because it's an obligation, there's all these legal ramifications and all you have to do it. You have to be committed at, to a certain point, right? Like getting real with that, getting real with, okay, well, I'm not going to be committed a hundred percent, but this is what I'm willing to commit to. And having that conversation with the other parent or 
or figuring out how you can be committed to that level mm. steadfastly um, without like blowing everything up. You know, and that's, and that's part of creation too, right? But it's like getting real. Otherwise, it's like building up resentment, building up like anger, frustration, when everything can be created. Nice. Right. I like that. So would that be like your takeaway, your action item for folks listening, mm -hmm. looking at creating habits is, hey, get real with yourself. Mm-hmm. Get, get real and notice if where you're choosing from is from a disempowered place or from an empowered place. And if it's from a disempowered place, then there's a way to shift towards an empowered place nice. and, choo and, choose, and choose powerfully, whether it's stopping that habit or continuing the habit. Nice. How about yeah. you? And I would echo the same thing, right? We mentioned this. You know, earlier on the podcast is just be brutally honest with where you're at, where you want to go and get support mm. um, and do it now. Like, don't wait, don't kick the can. Habits aren't just going to smack you across the face. Like you actually have to create them and sustain them. Mm. Awesome. Well, I know, you know, we go on and on and on, and this might be another second parter coming soon, but uh, we want to make sure that we honor our 30 minute time with our folks. And as we wrap, where can the folks uh, reach out to us and connect with us? Uh, please connect with us on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Please share, like, follow, and comment. We appreciate all of your feedback and we're looking forward to hearing from you. I love it, man. Until then, see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.